Welcome to Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast, episode 14. Is cosplay addictive? Well, the short answer and the easiest answer is yes, because anything can be addictive. You can make anything an obsession. You can obsess over just about anything you want. But are there certain things that by nature of the thing is actually something that is more addictive than other things are. So for example, talk about social media and everybody talks about the dopamine rush that comes from getting people to like or from strangers just commenting to you about something or making some casual observation about you or something that they say and then you talking back to them. Like this whole process of interaction is very addictive. So if cosplay plays into any sort of interaction that can create a dopamine release within your brain, then yes, I guess you could say that it is addictive. So in this podcast, I want to talk about passion versus addiction versus obsession. Not necessarily that we can ferret out the differences because Google can do that for us very quickly, but just in the context of cosplay and the passion that you may have for it, the addiction that you may feed because of it, or the obsession that you have over it are three very different things and not everyone experiences all of this, but that it is a reality that cosplay can become a very slippery slope of interaction, of consumption of your time, of time away from other things that might be more important for you, of just trying to climb the mountain. And by that, I mean, you're trying to legitimize your cosplay. You're trying to become someone who gets noticed whether you're purchasing your costumes or whether you are a look-alike or whether you are someone who is just crazy good at making things out of EVA foam or out of fabrics or out of just different things and putting lighting and all these different details into everything that you do, something that we all strive to work for inside of this industry. Uh, one thing that I've heard more than once is that people call it cause pay because of how freeing expensive everything is. Um, fortunately, I had most of the equipment for a podcast already, so it wasn't actually part of cosplay that I put together a podcast. The only thing that I had to do was create a graphic and sign up for Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout, brought to you by Buzzsprout. No, I had to sign up for uh, a place to host the podcast, so technically that was all part of that. But in reality, I had everything, so it wasn't really my addiction that that funneled that. But cosplay really can suck you in. It can suck you in. It can spend a lot of money. Uh, it it can it can wreck you in ways that you really didn't think that it could. As far as your time, as far as staying up late every night, as far as getting ready for a con and stressing you out, as far as trying to live some sort of double life with work and this the work life balance, which just becomes a work work balance. There's a lot of problems and pitfalls and non-acceptance and all of these things that you have to deal with when you decide that you are going to be a superhero in your free time or that you are going to be a personality in your free time or a cartoon character in your free time because everybody judges that and you're getting addicted to it. So how do you, uh, how do you not play into that and how, how does it become a hobby or how does it become a passion? How does it suck you in and make you a different human being than you were before you went to conventions and before you saw people doing this and said, gee, why don't I try to do that? That looks like fun. Wow. I wonder how you make that. 
there's all these questions that come up, right? You, you, you sit in the panels and the more you learn about it, the more you see everybody doing it, you start to get a feeling of missing out and you want to feed that in some way. Not exactly the most constructive or positive thing to feed, but if you can look inside of that and you can understand how you're reacting to something, and again, I'm not really, I'm not getting into like the psychological aspects. I'm not a doctor of anything. So it's really just looking inside of yourself or just my observation of being introspective and saying, well, is this really something that I want to go all in on? Is this something that will fuel my passion for whatever it is that makes me happy? Or am I really just becoming obsessed and addicted to it? And if I'm becoming obsessed and addicted to it, that could be a really bad thing for me. Or that I am addictive by nature. I'm not saying that I am, but I'm saying that it's that there are people who are, that you have uh, you have other addictions or you have been addicted to things in the past. And this fills that space. If it is just a hobby, it really is uh, promoting this thing that you feel like you you really do get that rush of dopamine when you go to a con and you're dressed up and everybody notices you. Or if it's a space where you, by making things, um, have to keep cranking out costumes or you have to keep putting money into it because you have to keep putting pictures out. And there's a lot of this must and have and need to. And like you're not really seeing both sides of this where there's a balance. You're just seeing this, well, I have to do it. And like when you ask yourself why you have to do it and the answer is, well, because then I need, because it creates content because then there's people out there who will see it. Like I'm disappointing everybody. I'm letting everyone down. No, you're not. You're, you're not letting anyone down. It's fine to do it any way that you want to. So the addiction that you're feeling or that feeling of, you know, have to, want to, must do comes from the attention that you get so that it becomes a habit to have to produce content. It becomes a habit. And unfortunately, there's a lot of different people who are feeding that mindset right now that they just, they're like, well, I just love the game. I just love this game that, that I'm in. I, and you know, that they become obsessive about work and about creating more and more and more and content is everything. And you have to be out there and promoting yourself a hundred thousand times a day. And it's like a panic attack. There's no, like, why? If you are an adult and you have a job and you are out there and you are making money and you are providing, uh, you know, you're educating yourself and you're providing more and more value to what you do. And then when you come home and you work on this stuff and you're getting better at it and you're sharing some of that with other people, what is the freaking rush in just cranking out more and more and more of yourself every single day to the space that you're in in the attempt to build a larger group of people who can then evaluate your performance you know, the people that are telling you this the influencers in that space who are using these platforms either organically or in a paid manner they want you to be there so of course they're going to tell you to make more content because if you're creating uh, then other people are consuming and the more people that are consuming the more traffic there is that could possibly reach them. So it's just like this vicious cycle. If you break it down, are you addicted because you really are truly addicted to something? Are you addicted because somebody else has been influencing you and creating that environment? I mean, even though it's not really an environment, it's inside of your phone, but your phone is part of your environment. So if you believe what you're seeing, it changes your belief system and now suddenly you obsess 
or are addicted to. I mean, it's it's an addiction to likes. It's an addiction to followers. It's an addiction to going to the conventions and being recognized. It's an addiction to fandom. And there are a lot of things that you can do that would help you curb your addiction, that would help you see this as either a hobby or a jobby, or that it would that you could control it to do the things that you wanted to do. So I have a podcast. I have a schedule. Uh, I don't always promote it because I don't feel like I always have to. I have a lot of other things going on. I help people. I have a job that's a lot consumes a lot of time. So this is all very extra, and it's very hard to be consistent when it is extra. But I will use the minimum amount of, minimum amount of time to be as consistent as I possibly can. So I will always produce some content every day, and I will batch as much of that as I can. Stories are a different uh, issue. Instagram stories are just hard to batch. Batching as much content as I can in terms of recording podcasts, in terms of editing podcasts, and at a certain point when it gets to a large enough fan base or audience or whatever the case may be as time goes on, um, if I can continue to improve at what I do, I will get faster and more efficient. It's the way it works even when you're making a costume or when you're picking a cosplayer, when you're getting better at makeup or any of the other things, there's so much that goes into it. When you're in a space, you become more effective as time goes on, like even like with editing or with uh, photography, you won't make the same mistakes and you will get faster as time goes on. So the faster you get, the smarter you get about how you make it the easier it gets to batch the content, the easier it gets to produce the content at scale so that you don't have to worry so much about what's coming next all the time. You can start to say, okay, well, I've got um, weeks and weeks and weeks of stuff planned. That's also why I only come out with one podcast a week because there's just, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot there. I need, I need a longer runway. Um, and I also don't want to really make this some sort of horrible chore because I'm addicted it it's not you know the if you become obsessed with things it becomes very very consuming very quickly you can set a budget that's one of the more important things i do with this podcast and with all of the things that i do related to cosplay is to make sure that i am really appropriate with my time and really appropriate with my expenses so whether you are a business or a brand or whether this is just a hobby that you allocate your dollars and your time accordingly it all it's all just simple like that's really simple like oh my god why <laughs> i'm listening to him tell me this like yeah like i don't know that i'm supposed to budget for things but yeah but we don't do we 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 rarely want to look at, at our credit card balances we rarely want to look at our the balances in in our checking accounts or our bank accounts or where the money's going or how much we have outstanding we go to cosplay as a form of escapism because of all of the bogginess, because of all of the things that we don't want to deal with. And all that does is feed more, makes the other problems bigger than what we had to begin with. So cosplay becomes part of the issue. And I think that's also what society think, sees, is that, oh, well, these people, they're just escaping. And these people are just out there doing these things that are really expensive to do and they're spending money that they don't have. And then they want people to pay for it for them. And that's like the most negative way to look at all of it. That's not what goes on. I don't think that that goes on nearly as much as what some people say. And it'll be interesting to talk to people about that in the future. But you do have to set limits. Set limits on your time. Set limits on your expense. 
And it's not, it's not always, well, I have to always make money on everything that I do in order to make it worth doing. Some things you never make money on and they're always fun and you do them because why not? You know, it's, if it's a hobby or whether it, it doesn't mean not do it. It just means know your limits. And the other side of that is knowing yourself. Like you really have to know, and this is super hard, high level, like mindset coach stuff, know yourself. You have to know who you are. I mean, if you're dressing up like other people, if you're, uh, if you're cosplaying as someone else, if you're getting into a character, it really does help. And all of my experience in theater, I mean, I've done theater and acting on a very small level for a dozen years and, you know, all through, uh, all through my twenties until I got a little too out of practice and I got a little too involved with everything else that was going on in terms of my life and in terms of career and all that good stuff. Um, but it was never a career to pursue acting or to pursue stage work or anything like that. But I did spend a lot of time in it and with it. And if you, you know, I didn't necessarily know who I was and that doesn't help. And I've learned that that doesn't help over time. So now if I jump back into it and the, the next couple of characters that I'm working on and that I want to present through cosplay, I come into knowing who I am, which is a really strong perspective and, and point of view. It's a really strong starting point. Finally, looking from the top of the hill down instead of always looking from the bottom of the hill up, which I have in the past. So I can, I can create more because I know what I want from it and because I know how I'm separating myself from it like i know where the space needs to be because i know who i am so it's very important like i'm not telling you to go out and run out and get a mindset coach although i can probably uh recommend a couple to you because there are some really great people out there but make sure you know who you are and make sure you're setting limits for yourself so that you don't end up getting obsessed and addicted to something that was supposed to be fun in the first place so make it about the journey too i mean it really is cosplay is a journey and if you've seen some of the bigger cosplayers in this in this space, costume makers, designers, they always tell you, well, your first your first couple are gonna be really crappy. You're gonna have really bad cosplays when you start. But that's okay, because you start somewhere with something. You don't just start everything being perfect. You work at it. But that doesn't mean that you can't put it out there. Just because it's not the best, it's compared to other people in the industry who've been doing it for a dozen years or more doesn't mean that it isn't good. doesn't mean that it wasn't worthy of being done. Whatever flaw that you found with it, whatever you're comparing it to, that the next one is going to get better. You're going to figure out more about every little piece. You get more sophisticated as you go. And even with the design of your layouts or your composites or the photography or any of the other aspects, there's so much that goes into it. Everything is going to get better as you go. So know yourself, make it about the journey, make it about that learning experience, making about, well, when I create a podcast, when I, when I do record that every time I record is also an opportunity for me to get better, for me to position the mics differently, for me to get better audio equipment, or at least learn the equipment better to get more comfortable with the software that I use through creative cloud to figure out, and believe me, there are technical difficulties, to get better at speaking, to get better at communicating 
with my audience to eliminate all of the really crappy vocal stops that I don't have to do so much editing every single time that it's really just a one and done that I can talk for 20 minutes at a time and give you some value in what I'm doing. So it really is just that journey of what you are adding to the space and that, you know, with this, with Cosplay Sanctuary, I do feel like this is something that doesn't exist right now, that there really aren't a lot of people out there talking about the things going into and the things coming out of cosplay, that there's not a lot of discussion about what this does, what kind of an impact this has on the person and how that person develops and their story. I don't see a lot of that really out there. I do see, you know, there are just, there are some amazing podcasts available. Um, there are some just great cosplayers out there who do some great work. Um, and, you know, they are inspiring to me. But yes, it's just the journey. It's, you know, what are we going to do next week? How are we going to lay all of these things out? What does the first season look like? What does the next season look like? What are we going to do between that time? You know, it's just, it's all just the process of making and being organic with that and learning from it and being able to offer more to your audience. So really it becomes about a bigger picture, right? It's not the, will I be judged for this cosplay at this event? And will people walk away from me as a result of that? Or will I ever become a big Twitch streamer because I went to a cosplay or, you know, that I can tie all of this stuff together with my YouTube channel and my Twitch stream and my podcast and my Instagram and all of the paid and all of the Patreon and all the stuff that goes into it. It's not, you know, that is, that's the picture. Um, but the bigger picture is at the end of the day, was there one person besides myself who I reached who benefited from all of the content that goes out, who was able to evolve or was able to learn or was able to be inspired or educated by any of the things that I put out over the course of what I'm looking at as a very long-term strategy. So there is a strategy behind everything that I'm doing. And, you know, not to scare you, um, not to say that, you know, oh, you're just playing into my hands because that's not really how it works either, um, that it really does come from a good space. And that is the whole point of Sanctuary is that this is a safe place for you to be, for you to explore these kinds of topics, to even write me an email or send me a DM or just comment on a post and say, yeah, I, re I, will, I listened to that cast and scotty b i have these questions or you know i thought it sucked or whatever the case is like you know feedback is feedback i don't really you know good or bad like i don't like a lot of people really get upset when people hate on their posts or whatever the case is and like oh, i'm not big enough for that to happen anyways but what you like and what you don't like you can just turn it off and watch a different thing or listen to a different thing that's cool but if there is just one person who benefited from me doing any of this, then that's, that's it. That's, I'm happy with that. And I'm happy that you aren't using cosplay as a part of, uh, you know, a, an ongoing addiction because that's not what I want. And that's, you know, let's just think about how that, how that is and what that, what that would mean. Like you don't need to do that to yourself. I'll become obsessed about cosplay, uh, because it can be very destructive. So really be as constructive as you can, that this is all a very constructive process for you and for the people that you influence and the people that you interact with online, and that this is a community that 
needs something underneath it and needs to grow and expand because it becomes the industry. Like it is not only an industry, but conventions benefit from you. Conventions and even myself as a podcast, like very interested in understanding and learning more and growing and adapting rather than just obsessing over what everybody else is doing and chasing after people and chasing after fandom, uh, that this is really about being a creator and being creative. And that's where I'll leave it this week. Uh, Thanks so much again for listening. This is Scotty B, Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary, and I will see you in the next... Well, I won't see you at all, will I? I will... (laughs) Will listen to me in the next episode. (laughs) 